The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guests and hosts. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast... Click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back Relax and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another fun, exciting, action-packed edition of the Very Poorly Made Please podcast. I'm your host, Lenny. How the fuck are you guys? I hope you guys are doing well. This episode, we return to Arizona, and we speak with a trooper from down there. You guys may notice, sometimes uh, people are better at public speaking than others. And people take a little time to warm up sometimes on the podcast. This guy did not. He did fucking great. He was hilarious, had some great fucking stories. Good fucking dude. I think you guys will enjoy the podcast. This was up there with one of my favorites as we were recording it. I really like doing it. Before we get into the podcast, you know what we have to do. Big, huge, awesome thanks to our good friends over at OfficerPrivacy.com. They make each and every one of your Sunday podcasts possible. Usually when I talk about Officer Privacy, I talk about these major crazy incidents that happen, right? You're involved in something that makes the news. People find your address. They post it on Twitter. Talked about that. We'll continue to talk about that. It's a problem. It's a big deal. What about your everyday arrest? You arrest some guy, he's unhappy with your services, he takes a look at your name tag, starts doing some digging, boom, this guy's at your address. This is stuff that actually happens. So this guy gets your address. Now you have to deal with a situation, or maybe your family's home alone. It's problematic. It can be problematic for your whole neighborhood. It's an issue. You don't want that. Take the steps to protect yourself. That is why I'm a paying customer of OfficerPrivacy.com. I pay for their premium service. It's awesome. I don't do anything. They just take care of it for me. There's also a do-it-yourself option where they give you the tools to take care of it. Whichever plan for you works for you, I just highly recommend that you take care of it. Go sign up today. It's super easy, very easy process, and they'll take care of you. And remember, this is a law enforcement-owned business. Pete, the founder... He was a cop, just like you. He's been on the podcast. He's in it for the right reasons. Again, check him out, officerprivacy.com. All right, let's get into the podcast. Let's play, oh, I don't know. What about a little weekend picnic? Can't go wrong there, and we'll be right back with the podcast.
Now joining the podcast from a state where people shouldn't live because life is not sustainable, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Dildo Baggins. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you? I am fucking great, and you know I am fucking great. We're not going to talk about it right now because this podcast is not about me. And I didn't just get late, but it was almost as good as getting late. It was almost. Hey, as hey, as hey! As I, I almost got late too, so it's all good. It's all good. You go away for two weeks, come back to the wife. Things might happen. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, I feel like we could really just start the podcast down that rabbit hole about the married life and how much you get it. Like, I, I had a guy tell me the other day he's like i get I, we've been married for 16 years and i'm like and he's like i get it i get it three times a week i'm like bullshit you do there's no fucking way there's no fucking way now have i sorry honey trade secrets are coming out have i gotten it three times in a week yes but that is not a regular occurrence right right i mean i i keep a uh, i keep a a spreadsheet of, of how long we go for like time, like how time long wise, mm-hmm. time wise, really? So you up to like forty five seconds by now? I'm up to forty five point six seconds now. Thank you very much. That is very impressive, man. I'm super proud of you. Good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I wouldn't even want to know. I wouldn't <laughs> even want to know. When people start yeah. laughing, it's like, okay, all right, I get Let's it. Do I this. Get yep, it. yep, yep. The wife and I have been married for three years, but we've been together for eight. So I mean, okay. we're relatively a young wet newlywed couple you know i uh oh shit what was i gonna say i, I saw this um it was a tiktok or reel or what not a tiktok i don't i don't watch tiktoks but a reel and the guy was like yeah every time we have sex i put a dollar in an envelope and that's how much money i spend on my wife for christmas that year i'm like that is i've seen that great that that is genius. Guess we're going to the Dollar Tree this year, lady. No, no, no. 99 cent store. I don't well, know if you have they, those in they, Iowa land. No. Well, what they charge, they change the Dollar Tree to like the Dollar 25 tree, right? Is that what it is now? Right. Uh, something like that. But no, that where, where I, where I live and work, we have a bunch of 99 cent stores. Everything is 99 cents. It's open nine times a week. It's open. Nine hours a day or something like that. They just had this kooky uh saying. Huh. No, I I I think I've seen those, but I, I'm not sure that really we got the old the old DGs, the Dollar Generals, got mm-hmm. a couple uh dollar dollar trees, and then every once in a while you get the family dollar, which I would say I would take the DG over the family dollar any day if you ask me, my humble opinion. But you know, who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? Except the Except the the other stores like ah oh, damn dollar twenty five that's a little too much a little too much yeah yeah so I I gotta tell you right now I fucking hate going in that store it just I it drives me nuts because the kids and the wife have to go through every fucking aisle and I'm like no no because here's the thing this is how they get you if you go through every aisle and you get every little thing you get you you think you're saving money but when you have eighty seven things in the basket it's it's eighty seven dollars. And now it's oh, yeah, no, 25% oh, yeah. more. I agree. I agree. Every time, well, we always go to the store on hung, on empty stomachs because we're like, oh, we're going to stick to our groceries, our grocery list. And then we come out with more alcohol than, uh, than we need. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about actually, okay, hold on a second. Before we talk about you, 
we're going to ask what you're drinking tonight. What do you got tonight, pal? Impressive. I am drinking something local. Barrio Blondale. Okay. That For sounds like that could be good. It's 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 a little bit malty. It's very crisp. It's very light. It's it's delicious. And they have a brewery uh, downtown, and they have really damn good food too, as long as as well as other other local beers that they brew themselves. Beautiful. Some of those places are fucking fantastic, but then some oh, of them are yeah. like, "All right, I just paid eighty seven dollars for a shitty beer and a fucking thing of French fries. Fuck my life." Well, see, the thing is, during the pandemic, they were super supportive of first responders. They're like, "Hey." Come on down, offer you guys some food for free, free of charge, and we'll keep you guys fed. So they they have a they have a, a win in my heart. And I mean, plus the food's good, the beer's fantastic. I'm gonna try and go simple. And I'm doing a little little vodka and then in a seltzer because I'm trying to be healthy. And I, I've heard that's what healthy people do. I've also got oh, a natter day. You gotta have a natter day too. You but. gotta have night light. I agree. I agree. No. Uh <clears throat> Can't go wrong with seltzers. I I can I can chug those things like a white girl chugs wine. Dude, I got I, I'm very disappointed, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast, but I was in the store and no, I don't think I talked about it. Doesn't matter. I was in a store and they had orange cream seltzers. And you know, like I like the uh the dreamsicle reigns and, and monster mm. actually has a good orange dreamsicle too, if you're into that kind of thing. And so I thought, all right, I should get this. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I finally, I went to the store the other day and they had it. I was like, you know what? 60 calories. It's fine. I can get these. It tastes like fucking floor cleaner. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stick to my uh, Costco off-brand seltzers. Those are pretty good. Before we get to know about you, and, and okay. I'm going to tell you folks, I did a really shitty job getting to know him i only know the basics i we're going to introduce a new segment to the podcast and i'll do it when i remember to do it uh mm -hmm. this is i i just i have a poorly made rant okay and i need to know if i'm off base with this all right are you familiar with stevie nicks fleetwood mac somewhat okay everybody knows the song landslide right yes okay so the other night, uh, I just, I don't know, I was listening to like acoustic rock. Yeah, call me a bitch. Uh, to fall asleep, I was just trying to find something soft to listen to. And a, uh, a version of that song that was acoustic came on and I was listening to it. And I, I was actually paying a little more attention to the lyrics. The lyric is, I climbed a mountain and I turned around. I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills Till a landslide brought me down. It's not a landslide. It's a fucking avalanche. For all these years, we've been talking about a landslide. But if the snow brings you down, and I assume that it was the snow in the landslide because it was a snow-covered hill, it's a motherfucking avalanche. We have been deceived, people. That is See, going to bother me until the end of time now. <laughs> Every time that fucking stupid song comes on and her goat sounding voice comes on, I'm going to fucking think the song's about avalanches. That is not what a landslide is. 
the avalanche went flow right. That's probably why they had to change. But no, I agree. I'm like, no, that that's an a, that's a, that's a avalanche. Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, change the lyrics to, to like summer summer covered hills. Then that's a landslide. What the fuck's a summer covered hill? <laughs> oh, it's full of uh, pine trees. Um, let's see. We don't have. I mean, there's a mountain. Not, I was saying, not where you live, though. No, <laughs> it's not where hell. you live. I live in hell. Okay, let's let's break that down a little bit. Dildo Baggins, will you introduce yourself to the millions of listeners? Yes, I am Baggins. Last name Baggins, first name Dildo. Um, I live in hell. I mean Arizona. <laughs> uh, the ambient air temperature has been 122 degrees under bridges and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been a, a cop for eight years now. So it's it's been a fun ride. Um, I like to I like to travel. That that's my vice. I know I know a lot of guys in my squad like to uh, go fishing, like to you know spend money on their toys. I just like to go on a plane and get the fuck out of here. Are you from Arizona? I am born and raised. I went to college as well. So Why I have did a, you stay? Degree. Why did, you're hum- free to leave? You're free to move about the country, man. It's like Southwest, man. You can go. You don't have to stay there. You're right. You're right. But it's home. I have my family's here. Um, great Mexican food. That's what's oh okay. Keeping me here. Mm, yeah, I hear that. <clears throat> yeah, I can go down to the south side of town, and I can throw a rock just down any down a street, and I'll hit something good. Whether it's like bomb ass tacos, uh, freaking snorting hot dogs. Um, okay, some of the best. Uh... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play. You keep talking, and then when yeah, you're yeah, done, yeah, I gotta yeah. play something. You know what's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, great food. I mean, you have to carry cash for some of these good places, and that's honestly. If I moved, I mean, I've traveled places where I've tried their quote unquote Mexican food and been disappointed, but it, it's the Mexican food that keeps me here. I I, I love to eat. Okay. So when you said it's home and I was encouraging to you to move, there's only one thing that came to my mind, so we have to play it. All right. My parents were, this is my home. I thought this was it this time. Nah, home away, baby. You like to see homos naked? Home away, you make it. Yeah, you like to see homos naked. That's cool, man. Whatever. No, 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 no. Home away, you make it. Home, where you make it? Oh. Everybody know that. Goddamn, boy. Guy likes to see homos naked. That don't help me. <laughs> I fucking love that clip. God bless that... Joe Dirt. God, that's a funny-ass movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that's oh. a movie I gotta go back and rewatch. It's been a long time. So, I, I gotta say, the... The heat may be worth it for fantastic Mexican food. I lived in the uh, not-so-fine city of Greeley in Colorado for a few years. And big Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. And holy fuck, there was some hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop Mexican mm-hmm. places to fucking die for. Like, my favorite one, I don't think it exists anymore. If you are if you live in, in that area, which I don't know if I have any listeners there, but it's in Evans across from the Walmart next to the uh, Little Caesars. You're welcome for my service. 
when I went there, the servers didn't even speak English. That's how I knew it was going to be fucking great. And it did not disappoint. It was fucking amazing. God bless those people. Oh, there, 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 there's a little uh, <clears throat> Roach Moach mobile right next to my, right next to my uh, the office situated like so we have the food truck, fucking Waffle House, and then where the office is where I go in, and dollar twenty dollar fifty tacos, ooh, so good, so good. Nobody speaks. I mean, the guy speaks a little little bit of lick of English, but it's like served out of the truck, and it and oh man, that's where we go for lunch on Tuesdays. Taco Tuesday, buddy. Taco yeah, we Tuesday. had a. Exactly. Uh, all right, we're we're gonna have to have a side chat in a second here, but we had uh, some really good taco trucks where I worked, and I, I'm not gonna say where I worked, even though people have figured a few people have figured out. But we had some uh, street tacos, and holy shit, and they were even open at night. And I was afraid of doing it for a long time when I was on graveyards and I finally gave in. It was fucking, it was worth it. I paid the price, but it was worth it for sure. The best fucking oh, shit ever. Oh yeah. Especially where, if you're working for uh, uh South park PD, you gotta get to find the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice. So you being from Arizona and uh, your heritage, your background, mm-hmm. I want to know, me being a white guy, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on like a Chipotle in a Qdoba? Do they have their place or is it they like do. sacrilege? What's your thoughts on that? No, no, it is sacrilegious, but they do have their place. They do have their, uh, they do have their, their uh, uh, merit to stay there. White people. <laughs> but can you go there? Oh yeah, I'll go there. I mean, okay. I'll go to Chipotle, uh, especially if I'm working. If I want some, if I just want like a kind of a clean, the clean style Mexican food. I know, I know, I know. I, I can feel my, I, I can feel my my Mexican mother just like kind of judging me for going to Chipotle, and not going somewhere else or Taco Bell. Sometimes I just need to flush the system out, so I go to Taco Bell. There, there's just something magical about Taco Bell, and it makes me like. You know, knowing what I know, and obviously, you know, I'm not the connoisseur as some people are. And having had great Mexican food before, obviously, Taco Bell is not great Mexican food, but there is right. something magical about it sometimes. I can't put my finger on it. 2 a.m., very drunk, want something to eat. But other than that, I mean, I'll eat Taco Bell just to, because I, I just just want that uh, gordita. Every once in a while. So, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or And uh, before they took it away, those bastards, the uh, cheddar cheese chalupa. Ooh. Oh, is that pretty good? Oh, it's pretty good. But anyway, so so I say that even though I'm married to a white girl, I know, I know, it's it's crazy. But. Fucking white people. I know, right? Actually, I did a 23 and me. Actually, and literally pol- fucking white people. <laughs> Literally fucking white people. <laughs> no, I do the 23andMe, and I'm a colonizer. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm it, it was like, uh, it was like, oh, you, you have um, got a little bit of Jew in you, got a little bit of, uh, of uh, you got a lot of Spaniard in you. you um, let me let me pull it up right now. Like, this was astonishing. Then my oh, mom so you're like Spanish. Oh, yeah. Are you colonizing? Yeah. Fuck, you killed all those innocent people. Repent. They probably deserved it. 
Yeah, they probably would have sacrificed yeah. themselves anyway. Yeah, exactly. So no, it's it's got like Spanish and Portuguese, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of uh, Ash uh, Ashkenazi Jew, and I've got like a fuck ton of like a like three percent is like sub Saharan African. I I'm just like, well, shit, I'm a colonizer, but my mom's more of a colonizer than I am. Damn. You know, that's a, by the way, I, I've seen that word. I've heard it before, obviously. Uh, we had some protests in our city where that was a big thing is they weren't even necessarily protesting like the police. They're just protesting white people. And that was the thing is like, you know, we were colonizers and they were. I, <laughs> there's some white people. Pla- yeah. Fuck white people. There <laughs> was do. some place Trust in me. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, there's some place <laughs> in Georgia where or maybe Florida somewhere they bought some land and they were kind of starting their own commune or something like that. And they're trying to get people to go and there wasn't going to be any laws. It was going to be, you know, you know, anti-colonizer, but. Oh, you know what? My wife used to work for a company that did uh, inbound calling for, for cities. She had a city in Georgia. They were dealing with uh, dispatching like, uh, you know, just uh, garbage services. And they were talking about like how there was like a huge police preference uh, pre- uh, presence Somewhere in Georgia because they were trying to build something in there. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh I don't know. A lot it was kind of funny watching their thing though. It was it was pretty nuts, like how crazy it was and how they presented themselves. And I don't want to say I understand, but I I think anybody can like all right, yeah, there's some bad stuff that happened in our history, but mm-hmm. I think what people forget is that's like the history of man, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I, I no, think you I, point I to every group of people we've every every group has got some skeletons in the closet. And, you know, me, the philosopher, the philosophy, or I would say, well, you got to let water get under the bridge at some point. You know, you got to stop blaming people for what their fucking grandparents did. I nothing to fucking do with it or fucking blaming what their parents did but it's easy i mean it's hard i i agree i mean like in mexican culture i mean every once in a while the 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 the, the man of the relationship is supposed to have a second family so that's why he works a lot to support a second family <laughs> wait is that a thing that is the thing my dad did it and that's why i don't speak to my father anymore daddy issues no shit Mm-hmm. You know that. Look, we're fucking learning something here today, people. We haven't even dove into police work yet. That Not is yet. super fucking interesting to me oh, because, yeah. oh yeah, uh, my I uh, all right, story time. I one of the first days I was on day shift. Um, after I'd worked on graves, best shift ever. Just saying, I worked days, days or graves, days. Uh. The best for family life. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but anyway. nights has its advantages because you're not with brass or anything, right? And I think the work is fun. But we're we just have to go to a park and uh I think we were going to hide somewhere. And we go to this park that we like to hide at, uh, me and one of my partners, and there's a fucking baseball game going on, and it's all this like basically this big Hispanic family, and they're having a fucking great time playing ball. And I was like, white people. I, I, don't, I mean, I guess white people do go play baseball, but there was just something about that moment where I was like, this is fucking awesome, man. This is like a really cool thing this family does. And culturally, like, 
my impression of the Hispanic family, and you know, I worked in a community where there was a lot of Hispanic families, is like a very tight family unit. Not to say there's not shit bags because there's shit bags in every family. Oh yeah, there, there's shit but, bags everywhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But a very tight family unit. But I did not know that that mm-hmm. was why the men work so much is to support a second family. Mm-hmm. Usually they try to name their kids the same. That way they don't fuck up and call them the wrong name. And be like, oh, really fuck. a fucking thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I I've I've I I've known people that have uh, their fathers were basically like, are we the second family? Are we the bastard children? Wow, that's deep. I've never even thought of that. That's actually the name of the podcast too. Is are we the bastard children? Are we the bastard children? Yes, so far, yes, that is are. the absolute <laughs> front runner right now. Wow, that's Love really it. interesting. I mean, I've heard stories of that, right? Like, and even white. I mean, every ethnicity, but. It makes sense. I mean, you have a great cover, you know, you're you're out of town. You you took a job out of town because I, I mean, traditionally in the Hispanic family, mom doesn't work, right? Correct. Mom doesn't work. Traditional Hispanic family. Mom doesn't work. She takes care of the, the 3000 kids at home while dad goes to work. Long hours, weekends included. It's the perfect cover up. It is. It, it fucking is like, oh, yeah, I was gone. I, I gotta be honest though, man. That's just that sounds like way too much work. Oh, I agree. I mean, the, I've had this discussion with the wife. I'm like, who the fuck has time to have a second family and or cheat? I just want to be home with my family, eat, drink, be merry, and maybe get laid. Emphasis on maybe. All right, I I don't know that anybody would be brave enough to do this, but anybody that happens to listen to this podcast. I mean, I will judge you. I'm not going to lie about it. But if anybody's had a second family or has a second family, I want to talk to you. We're going to do some Maury Povich, Jerry Springer shit here, which you all know how I feel about Jerry Springer. But I need to know. I need to have answers. This is like the Springer or this is like the Swinger podcast where I, I had to have answers. This is the same thing. I need to know how you can have two fucking families. That's fucking bad shit crazy. And, and, and here's the thing. My, so my parents divorced when I was uh, right after the right after I became a cop. So my dad went back to Mexico and he hasn't came back since. And is that where his family and, is? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I have some I have some half siblings that I may or may not have found because I was you know, my 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 mom was like, "Hey, can you help us do taxes?" Sure. I'm like, "Who the fuck are these people?" Oof. Yeah. So. Oof. Yeah. So he's in Mexico somewhere. From and I've talked to family members on my dad's side. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's like, he's like getting drunk every night, fucking uh, uh, prostitutes and shit like that." I'm like, "Oh, that doesn't surprise me." Well, I mean, when in Rome, hookers and blow, right? Hey, if I win the lottery, that's what I'm doing. Hell yeah, brother. All right. We need to, we have completely and utterly lost focus on what this podcast is. We need to talk about policing. Yes, we do. How did you get into policing? Why are you a cop? Why? Uh, to kick ass, take names, drive fast, and look cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hold on. You deserve some music for that. So, Why are you a cop? Hell yeah. Tell the people. Why am I a cop? 
uh, because it pays good and I needed money. So you're one of those guys. No. <laughs> no, those answers got me uh, uh, smoked in the academy. So 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Well, but they, they don't want you to lie, though. Right, exactly. Don't lie about it. But at the same time, it's like if they ask you, like, say something else. Anyway. So, so lie no, in that I... circumstance. Got it. <laughs> So kids don't lie. <laughs> Keep your integrity. It's not good if you if you lie. Anyway, so I became a cop. Well, my journey started when I was fourteen. I was kind of a little shithead. Um, my mom wanted me to do something, so she sent me to a weekend only teen police academy for seven for the summer for a summer essentially. Um, they basically. Treat us like cadets, you know, they yelled at us, we did push-ups, we did like, you know, like basically a teen police academy, and it kind of kind of sparked what I wanted to do, I mean, I, I mean, I was, you know, kind of a shithead kid, ditching school, you know, I uh, can't get into trouble, things like that. Hey, uh, we actually we have uh, your mom sent a recording of what it was like for you being wrecked by uh, the instructors there. Do you want to hear it? Oh, sure. Let's hear it. Loser. You're a loser. Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be because you are dirt. You make me sick, you big baby. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so that honestly sparked my interest into law enforcement. I'm like, well, shit, if I want to you know, look cool at, like these guys do, I need to get my life together. I mean, obviously middle school, you know, gotta, you know, rocking, rocking the soap shoes, rocking the, uh, the Jinko jeans, things like that. Gotta get my life together. Yeah. Anybody wearing Jinko jeans should be shot on the spot. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I saw in a guy, the, I don't know, probably like last fall at a football game. Wearing an affliction shirt. I didn't even know that was a oh fucking my thing. God, how old is he? He was like 50. He looked like shit, too. Oh, yeah. We There used to be like a... The, I God, affliction. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. The, we had a huge MMA store back in the day. And it was all like affliction gear. All like the... Uh, oh, my God. It, it, affliction was the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But no. So... Obviously, you know, that sparked my interest. I I did ride longs when I was 18, you know, about to graduate from high school and all that. I did more ride longs while I was in college. And I, I was just feeling what department I wanted to join. I mean, I, honestly, I applied to my local city, county, state, and they were the, I mean, they were the first one to hire me. So, and plus, you know, the benefits are a hell of a lot better as a state employee. I can tell you that much. So in Arizona, mm -hmm. is it state police or are you guys troopers? Troopers. So you don't know how to handle well, domestic. I will give you that. I, I've encountered <laughs> a few, <laughs> I've encountered a few domestics in my, I, I two, I can count my hand two, <laughs> two I'm domestics. I'm like I have no I have no idea what to do. Help! No. Uh, so so I've so when I graduated, we were still called officers. Okay. It wasn't until we had a, a change of administration 
all of a sudden we went from like you know our typical old colors which is like blue and white to silver and black and we went from uh, like highway patrol to state troopers i mean i get that question asked so many freaking times when i go to when i go get coffee in the morning it's like hey what's the difference uh between state troopers and highway patrol and i'm like there's no difference my guy we're we're just we're going through rebranding all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast oh hey there it's me i just want to let you guys know about something on my link tree i have links to all your favorite poorly made things I'm going to have a link specifically to the coins and patches with Ghost Patch, my merch with Spring, and a couple other things. We're going to have Fit Responder on there. We're going to have Officer Privacy on there. And of course, we're going to have RTI Training. If you're going to go sign up for class through RTI Training, use the link in my link tree and it helps me out a little bit and they know that I sent you. Check out my link tree for all things poorly made. I'll be updating it as new things come up. Going forward, the link should be on the description of every podcast. And of course, uh, find it on my profile on Facebook and Instagram under Poorly Made Police Memes. Now, back to the podcast. In your humble... No, no, we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there too soon. Because I, I want to talk about your first patrol car, but I think... I think talk about that later we'll save it till the end i won't i won't get too excited excited no, about fine, that we, we can talk about it towards the end we'll, we'll, we'll wait we'll save it for the people we'll just tease it we'll tantalize your taint but what's going on in arizona right now is that a good place to go and be a cop i know there's been some it's been kind of in the news a little bit as uh, maybe some election fraud and maybe the state's kind of purple right now. What's what, what's it like on the street down there? I mean, I well, where I work, so I don't work near the center of hell, which is the state capital. Uh, I work more near um, in the southern half. So where I work, so Arizona has always been a red state. For the longest time. Recently switched blue. I haven't noticed much of a difference other than our county attorney's office have it depends. They they will either support what we do or like, oh yeah, no, this case is dismissed due to lack of this and that. So it's still it's still a good state to be a cop. I mean I have good good administrative brass essentially i mean as long as i do my as long as i do my job i can kind of do what i want whether i want to you know go interdict for drugs if i want to uh harass blue hairs you know for speeding um if i want to look, look for for duis i mean as long as i do my calls for service especially day shift things like that i'm i i'm good to go to do whatever i want so I, I make fun of troopers a lot, but I have to tell you, I am very scared of taking serious accident reports. They're too complex for me. I don't like it. Do you like taking wrecks? I do, actually. I do like taking wrecks. I like to talk to people. I like to say, hey, so what happened? You know, are you okay? You know, where you wearing your seatbelt? Where you, what, what happened? What led to the collision? And and I get, like, you know, it's, it's our bread and butter between traffic stops for – daily traffic stops and all that 
collisions are our bread and butter. That's that's what we do. <laughs> I know, I know, I have I have friends who are who are with city agencies, counties, and they and I'm I'm like, hey, you should join us. We pay better. Um, you're not as burnt out because our calls for service are like, oh, there's a fucking chair in the roadway. Well, let me go get it. You know, I get to play Frogger on the highway, which is pretty fun. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I haven't been hit yet. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, because of that, I'm actually on our... Uh, I'm, a, I'm drone certified um, for what I do because uh, I help investigate serious non-criminal fatalities and we use all these fancy like you know surveying tools and drones to to basically recreate a, a fatal collision so i love the science and math behind that i love going out there determining the speed measuring the skids doing like a full and full thorough investigation because Collisions, uh, I feel, are some of the worst incidents for people to have on the highways as they're traveling to and from where they're going. And I like to get to down down to the bottom, like, hey, this is what happened. This is how it happened. Um, <clears throat> and I've seen some gnarly, gnarly. Yeah, fails. I was going to ask about that, man. Because oh, yeah, as a city boy, I was pretty fortunate. You know, I I saw fatals, but thinking back on it. They were all auto pets, man. We drunks love getting hit by cars in my city. I don't know that I actually went to a wreck, and they happened. Don't don't be wrong; mm -hmm. they happened in my city. I just happen chance. I don't know that I actually went to a fatal that was not caused by it wasn't like an auto pet or something like that. So I don't know. I I don't know really where I want to go with this because we could go down a dark path. But oh yeah, let's go dark. Yeah, let's go okay. dark, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh that I I feel like that's one thing where, you know, even being a seasoned cop and dealing with death and seeing some fucked up shit. The thing about a car accident generally is it's well, and are we going collision or accident? Can I say accident? Are you gonna get triggered? I mean, I'll be slightly triggered, but let's okay. let, we can go with accident to uh layman's terms since technically collision is like a cop term or a or we're, we're not trying, I'm not, I don't want to be like speaking cop 10 4, blah, blah, blah. No, copy that. Roger that. Exactly. Uh, what's your 20? Um, yeah, I try not to speak cop at all because I'm like, man, that, that, I have to think too much. Yeah, I fucking hate 10 code. It's, it's, just it's like another language. Yep. So I, I think to this day, if I went to a pretty gnarly fatal after everything I've seen, you know, especially, you know, it's really innocent people for the most part. It's, you know, I, I think, yeah, there are some people that are just being fucking stupid and they, they got what they got because they're being stupid. But, you know, you're driving highway speeds. Shit happens. People make a mistake at that speed and, and something bad happens that ends up costing their life. I feel like that would bug me more. And I don't know why. I can't tell you why. But I, I'm sure at this point you're kind of numb to it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely numb to it, especially when I go to rollovers and none of the occupants are using their seatbelts, like nobody's using the seatbelts. Like my last fatal I helped investigate <clears throat> basically killed a family of three. 
There was three. Uh, There's, yeah, four total. Three people died. Those three people were not wearing their seatbelts. The driver, who was the only one that survived, was wearing their seatbelt. And it was one of those things, like, like, wear your fucking seatbelt. Like, it, 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 if worn properly, it will save your life. That doesn't guarantee, you know, it'll prevent you from dying. But, you know, in a rollover situation, it'll keep you secured and, and set, from uh, flying out a small window and landing on the pavement. Yeah, the landing is uh, not so – well, going through a windshield is not so good for your health. No. And – uh, the landing is not so hot for yourself. I mean, yeah, you could. I, let me ask you this: head on highway speeds, you're probably fucked no matter what, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And the we 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 don't get as many wrong ways as the capital does, as like you know the state, the Phoenix does. They get a fuck ton of wrong ways, and it's always late at night, and all the majority of those wrong ways are DUI drivers. So. I haven't experienced I mean I've investigated wrong way collisions but during the daytime it's usually they're old or they're old you know DWO driving while old that's usually what happens or that yeah what do you think's more dangerous driving while old or driving while drunk <laughs> oh my god uh it's kind of a problem is it not it's kind of a problem they're it's both problem. an issue at least, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going to say old because I had I had this one guy. I was, you know, I'm doing my laps on the on uh, in the area I work with, and I'm on top of the bridge and the interstate's below me, and I'm about to make a left turn. And I see this fucking minivan make a make a left turn itself to go wrong way down the ramp. I'm thinking, fuck, he just went wrong way. So I go I go wrong way to pull him over, and he's just an old dude. I'm like, what the hell, my guy. And I ask him, where are you going? He goes, oh, I'm going home. Where's home? Points a direction down the roadway. And he goes, this is the fastest way to get there. I'm like, no. Fuck no. So we had to call family to come pick him up because he was in no shape to drive. All right. I, let's make a poorly made announcement here. I'm just going to say it. I don't know if it's going to piss people off. I don't think it should. It might. Don't care. I I understand you don't want to take an old person's independence away because you know, oh i do it all the time not that cannot be good you know you guys yeah. have a lot of old people down in there in arizona huh oh yeah 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 there's there's a town called green valley it's like the mecca of old people but if you have a family member that can't drive and you're worried about them driving take the steps and i you know it may be harder and it seems, you know, but don't if you can, don't let them fucking drive because that shit happens a lot. A lot. There's oh, yeah. people that yeah. should not be driving drive and family says, oh, they shouldn't have been driving. Fucking take fuck their fucking keys. Don't let them fucking drive. Take their fucking keys. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's one of those things where, you know, you can do like in some states the red flag thing where you can try and get people's guns taken away, which I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I kind of think it's unconstitutional. But I, I don't know if there's a I, – I, and maybe you would know. I don't know if there's a legal way to go through or maybe through a doctor to say, hey, he's too old. Roger's too vehicle. old. We yeah. need to take his license away. I don't know how that, that properly works. I, I know as a cop you can request a retest, and that right, usually exactly. means it's going bye-bye. 
but yeah, exactly. you can't do a retest until you stop them. So I don't know if there's a way for family to do it. I would have to look. I don't know about that one, but that's a good question. But anyway, no, I actually went. Uh, fine, this this was this one was a puck, but pat, but pucker factor twelve. I almost went wrong way with a semi. Oof. Oh yeah, yeah, that shit was scary. Luckily, we didn't collide. He stopped. <laughs> I'm like, my guy, where are you going? He goes, oh, I'm trying to get on the highway. So you ignored all the wrong way signs. You ignored everyone honking at you. We almost had to crash. All right, well, here's your $900 ticket. It sucks to be a semi-driver with a mistake, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I actually just got done with uh, some training the last two weeks. Where Oh, are you going to be a DOT fuck now? Fuck yeah, trucker fucker. <laughs> Is that what they are called? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty I've much, never pretty heard much. that before, but that's fucking awesome. Trucker fucker. Actually, we have a we, we have a task force, and their call sign is TF, <laughs> and it's jokingly <laughs> trucker fucker. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, to to jump back a little bit to accident reconstruction, I I'm curious because I know when we had the fatals, our traffic unit would come out and they had like the scan thing. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys have one of those? And what the fuck oh, is yeah. it? What does it do? It's expensive. Tell me, Tell it's me expensive. what happens. <laughs> so, so it's basically a 360 LiDAR camera system. It's fucking expensive. So you have to baby it with your life. So ba- so what we do is we you know we, we use markers, all that, to determine the most important evidence or most important factors of the roadway. Um, and then we just you know lay down. It takes about three minutes per scan. Then we move it to a different point. Then we move it to a different point until the scene is scanned to our liking. And then obviously we we take the memory, we uh, reconstruct it in the program, and we get like this really cool looking three D image where we can where we can go around the whole image, re- remove um, other officers or troopers or deputies that helped us on scene because usually they're we have to i have to hide once i put the thing i have a couple seconds of run and hide or else i'm in the scan but i can remove myself from the scan i just you just every once in a while there's like a little easter egg of me just awkwardly hunching over trying to hide from the machine so the scan just shows the scene after does it help you i can you kind of walk us through reconstruction i mean i know that's a lot to it but I've always kind of wondered how you guys fucking put that shit together because I'll tell a story to before I ask the question, even though I okay. asked the question. But I I once got Blue Falcon into going to a highway crash out of my district because the area car was busy and then he suddenly cleared up. It didn't offer to come take it. I'm not bitter about that at all six years later. But I get there. Thankfully, no one's hurt. But there's fucking it was like a four car accident. There's fucking cars everywhere. Everybody's saying it's so-and-so's fault, you know, and I went to look at the marks on the roadway, but that roadway, there's already gouges in it and skid marks. And I didn't know what came from what. And I had no fucking clue. And my accident report reflected that. I basically put, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So in a circumstance like that, could you fucking figure it out with your scientific madness? How does reconstruction work? So, I mean, with something like that, obviously the area I work with, I'm familiar with the road. It just all the, like you can you can tell what's fresh and what isn't fresh when it comes to gouge marks, um, 
friction marks, uh, things like that. So I've taken uh, I've taken a bunch of reconstruction classes. So we 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 determine you know the coefficient of drag on the roads, where we can determine how fast they're going using some some like calculus two math and things like that. So what the program so these drone the drones we fly and the scanners we use are very accurate uh, to the point where we can take uh, we can use the information that we took and we can take measurements do the math and determine you know how fast it was going how um <clears throat> how fast they were going what what they were doing basically what it looks like they were probably doing um and and then we just write like a big old 10 page paper it's like you know this day and that day uh vehicle number one was doing this and then the and we have to and any any fatal that we investigate we have to take uh, we have to write down the tire information. Um, we have to measure the tire tread wear because that does determine a factor of, of their speed. Um, and I know I'm not certified in this, but there's a few guys that are certified to take, like, you know, basically go into the car's black box. That was my next and, question because I was yeah, curious if you knew how that worked. I don't know how that works. I'm not trained in that. I would love to be trained in that one day, but but I've seen it. I've, I've assisted. I've had a our our uh, our um, vehicular crimes guys come down to my area and pull data from a vehicle uh, vehicle's black box essentially and say hey yeah this guy was going this fast this is the steering wheel input this is how much gas they were on or it's or if they're wearing their seatbelt or not it's really fascinating to see just all that information so yeah I mean I don't know how that works but that's I do the grunt work essentially, you know, scan it, take pictures, write the report, things like that. Especially if it's non-criminal. If it's criminal, then we call, you know, the detectives from Phoenix and they come down and help us out. So just for uh, us idiots, when you say a criminal, because I, I would assume most of these accidents, there's some there's some fault in it. So you have like a traffic right. infraction. But when you say okay. criminal, what do you mean by like that, like an eluding thing or something else is going on? What do you mean if by it, that? Oh, you know, like a critical incident. Um, we've had a few of those happen. Uh, uh, critical incident or, you know, um, there's criminal charges like, you know, ag assault, ag DUI. Just things that, you know, anything that's that's considered a felony. Okay. So do you do, are you pretty good at the math side of it? Do you really dig doing that? I'm pretty good at the math side. Oh yeah, I mean, I I mean, I have a degree in accounting, so I'm a, I'm a numbers man. Nerd! I fucking hate math. <laughs> I remember Love when math. we did it's, that. It's fun in our academy. Well, here's like, I remember having a, a stressed out day in the academy because we had the traffic guys come out and they're showing us the measurements. And they had like the sled thing that you pull or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, we got to remember all this shit. And then when I get on the road in FTO and we get an accident, I'm like, I don't know. What, I don't know how to measure this. And he's like, you don't have to measure it. You just fucking put what happened. I was like, oh, so that's only for the fucking nerds to do. If like nobody's really hurt, it's fine. You just fucking bullshit through, which is. 90% of what I do. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Like I like so, to tell people, yeah, a fatal is like a really long injury report. <laughs> so 
I, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything, but I'm just curious what troopers do in this circumstance. Do you have like a minor fender bender, like somebody uh, ass ends somebody or butt fucks them or whatever you call it? I, I can't remember. I had a really funny term for it. I don't remember now. But nobody's really hurt, just like some minor property damage. Do you even bust out the measurements on that? Or do you, on your diagram, do you just kind of bullshit it? Like, hey, look, there's an arrow going into this car. That's what happened. No, yeah, you're right. That's completely, we we we, uh, we uh, do like a simple diagram. Um, we don't bust any out measurements. We're not, you know, measuring everyone's dick out there. And we just keep it simple, stupid. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't want anybody measuring my dick. It'd be pretty small. There's yeah. that joke again. I apologize. So, <laughs> fuck. What did I want to talk about? We're gonna okay. So, back to the to the fatal accidents. You know, at the end, I'm going to ask you your favorite death. I don't want to skip too far ahead. Is that <laughs> going to be from an accident? Uh I have a couple. All right, well, should, let's let's preview. Let's share one now, and then we'll we'll do one later too. Why we're on this topic? All right, all right. I had a collision. It was my first one after I was off of FTO. This this guy was riding his motorcycle high on meth, decides to pass the fuck out for because you know meth will make you tired after being so high for a while. Goes through the median on one of our state routes, goes head on with this car, and brain matter is fucking everywhere. It was gnarly, and the this guy's like the rig aboard is set in so quickly that his face had a oh fuck look on it. I'm like, damn, that's fucking gnarly. Oh, that, that sounds that, fucking gnarly. Yeah, it was. There's brain matter about a hundred yards. There's it was like it was a hot July summer. It was like 115, and you you could see his like fucking brain cook on the on the highway. So, in an incident like that, where the brains all over the highway, do you yeah. guys pick that up, or do you hope the seagulls get it? No, we we uh, let fire we the fire comes out and hoses it all off. Okay. I yeah. heard of an accident in my jurisdiction where they're trying to investigate it and it happened to be near some water and the seagulls were like fucking eating the brain matter and it was pretty fucking gross. I just wanted to yeah. put that button again. <laughs> We've talked about uh, harder academies on this podcast, yeah. Yeah. but that's a Scotch reference for y'all. But trooper academies, I I feel like every state the trooper academy is always a little more hardcore. Was the trooper academy in Arizona pretty fucking rough? I mean, my academy was, was fucking rough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we don't we up until now we really didn't have a trooper only academy. It was more integrated with other agencies. Oh, okay. but. Yeah, we're we're not blessed like like fucking Georgia's patrol, those fucking bastards. Badasses that they are. Um no, they um and fucking Arkansas, they pit everybody at high speeds. What the fuck? That's what they do, man. 
Anyway, so no, my academy was was pretty intense. I mean, they yelled at us, obviously, you know, that was expected. Um, boy, I have a funny ass. So, <laughs> so we, so we do, we did a pre academy, which was basically, you know, do all the paperwork, HR paperwork, but they yelled at us still. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, fill out form B if you want to get paid, or I don't know. It, we got yelled, we got smoked regardless. Um, did a lot of gym uh, exercises, a lot of like, like um, different. Just we just got smoked in there. But I was like, oh yeah, I remember my first day. I'm like, I'm gonna go get a haircut, so I get like a nice haircut and all that. And this is how stupid I felt. I was the only one that had like an inch of hair sticking out. Everyone was bald, buzzed and bald, and I got fucking smoked for it. Yeah, be different, bud. Yeah, yeah, I had to be different. And then I go, I go to fucking Walmart, get some cheap ass clippers, and just shave my head bald because I'm like that's not gonna happen again. So, I, here's the thing I don't understand about the Trooper Academy, though, is they're so fucking hardcore. But yet all you guys do is fucking write traffic tickets and investigate accidents. I mean, we do other things. I mean, everything you comes sure about with, that. Every, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing like harassing the blue hair doing a, doing like 90. But no. OK, but it's still ticket. I mean, it's still tickets. I mean, you know, it you is, guys aren't hopping fences. I suppose you probably get into some foot chases sometimes, but I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've located stolen cars. I've. I've only been in one pursuit. I mean, I've I've uh, chased people. I've you know taken people to jail for warrants. I've taken people to jail for DUI. But yo, yeah, no, everything. Actually, I actually have a recent. I have a couple. I have a. I, I tased somebody recently, but I had to long phone those charges because the guy was went to the hospital because he he was overdosing on fentanyl. Well, you know, we shouldn't dare choke him. <sighs> Yeah, that, no. For so, what happened was so, I work from I work early morning until mid afternoon. So I do get a little bit of a nighttime action. Um, fucking this car blew by me on the shoulder. I'm just sitting on the shoulder, catch doing some paperwork, and this fucking car blew by me at like 85 because I had my radar on. I mean, I like to make sure people are get the destination safe anyway so i pulled the catch up to the car pulled over there's two occupants driver passenger i look plain fucking view passenger has like fentanyl has like a crack pipe going on has like straws and full and you know foil with with black marks you know he's chasing a dragon and i was like hey man what what is that he starts to lean over trying to get rid of it i'm like no 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 lean back lean back and i and all of a sudden the passenger goes to the fucking driver's side and tries to put the car in park and tries to gas it with his hands. So, Oof. you know, yeah. So I step back. I'm thinking, fuck, no, I'm not getting dragged. And I just watched this car. He's struggling to put the car in drive. And his the driver gets out. He's like fucking freaking out. I pull my taser out and I go in. I'm like, I'm going to fucking tase you if you don't stop. And I pulled the fucking trigger and I tased his ass. And I said, I told you I would tase you all on body camera. And he complied. See, that's all you need is just one shock. And they comply. He complied, cuffed him. And yeah, he had like 15 blues on him. Ooh. Yeah. But he, 
he was you didn't pass out him. when you got it though, like when you took it from him. No, no. Okay, I had gloves on. PPE, oh, okay. guys. PPE. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, yeah. By the way, uh, I plan on doing a podcast about that some someday. I kind of have a, a subject matter expert on that, but we'll see if that that pans out. One more Arizona thing I wanted to talk about Arizona specific. Obviously. You mentioned you were kind of southern part of the state. It's hot as fuck. Correct. You happen to be on a border. or I, Well, you're not. I don't know where you work, but you're near closer to the border than I am. I'm in like Arizona, 40, a 45-minute drive from the border. Okay. Are you guys running into problems with immigration there? Does that affect all, you as troopers? All the time. All the time. We it's It's gotten to the point where we don't chase for UDA loads because it's that's more of a federal law. We have a we have state laws but they're harder to like, you know, to like have someone to admit to. It's like I can pull someone over, there's like three bodies in the car. Oh, who are these people? Oh, they're my cousins. Okay. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah, but no, we've had a few critical incidences involving involving some guys I know. And UDA loads like Border Patrol is like, oh, we need assistance uh, chasing this car because it's failure to yield and it could be a possible UDA load. We've had pe- migrants die from flipping their cars or crashing into other things. So it's one, it's it's a big liability that um, that we run into. Like I, the last thing I want to do is get into. A critical incident have an IA coming down on me. It's like, why'd you chase it if it's just a possible UDA load? I mean, there's no other. If there's no other laws broken, why'd you get involved? So you guys it's kind have of a those... very liberal chase policy. Besides that, we do, we do, we have a very liberal chase policy. But ultimately, the liability comes down to us. So if we think we can chase it, we'll chase it. I had a sergeant chase a car off until until the wheels came off and crashed into a house. But he's a badass sergeant. Not well. Now he's a captain. But um, yeah, we have a pretty lax pursuit policy. But again, the liability comes down to us. So nine out of ten times, if they take off, I'm just waving because I'm not risking my career or my life over that. They can go crash on their own accord. Sorry, and I I I feel bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you as far as the immigration stuff goes, but. I mean, I guess besides, you know, those those loads coming through, are there mm-hmm. different things that affect your job? I mean, as a trooper specifically? Uh, just, I mean, honestly, that's the biggest thing that really affects what we do. I know, I know since Title 42 expired, there has been somewhat of a surge. And every once in a while, like, I call them the the blue bags, the blue bags. So the way it works, so if somebody gets um, uh, goes through the process of deportation, all that, I don't know why they take them down to the store. You know, they take them to like, they take them to a place, the you know store called Five Below. They get some gear, they get some stuff, they give them their court papers, and like you have to show up at this time and date. You have to go to Phoenix or wherever. To, for your court hearing, and then they just let them go. I, I ran into so many of these guys, quote unquote, blue bags, because that's what they're carrying all their shit in. And, you know, we get called they on take them. Take them to, to fucking five below. 
Yeah, That's they do. They yeah, fucking take him. What the yeah. shit? Yeah, when I was flying to fucking Barcelona, we were there early morning, and I'm like, "There's these five fuckers with blue bags that say five below," and they all were like, "All bit well behaved," and like, "Here's our paperwork and all that." So I asked my my uh, father-in-law's girlfriend, uh, girlfriend who works for an airline, and she's like, "Oh yeah, those are uh, uh, illegal aliens. They're just heading back home or to somewhere else." They just, you know, they, they give them dental, they give them, like, clothing, they take them to Five Below, and, you know, that's where the whole Blue Bag nickname came from, because it's fucking Blue Bag. So we, we get these, the yeah. Fuck, I don't understand Five Below. Five Below just has fucking garbage. Yeah, for price. Anyway, so, well, we, we get a lot of, we get a lot of uh, calls for pedestrians, and I was driving one time, and this guy from Guatemala had, had his fucking Blue Bag, and I'm like, Damn it, I know where you were. Every once in a while, um, yeah, every once in a while, you know, if I run it, like, I ran into people transporting migrants and all that jazz. Sometimes the Patrol will show up, sometimes they won't. It all depends on on how loose of a leash they're allowed to play with. I mean, what, but what, there's you, some... what can you fucking do about it anyway if Border Patrol doesn't pull out? I mean, what are you going to do? You're gonna, you can't do it. What are you going to take 10 people out of a van? What are you going to do? You know, let them go as much as it sucks to, to do. We just let them go. There's not much we can do. We can put an ATL call, see if anybody wants to try again, but other than that, there's not much we can do. I mean, our hands are tied as much as a federal government is. Is Arizona still a good place to be a cop? I and mean, we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. It sounds like it was, but it I mean, still would you is. I mean, recommend it to people thinking about laterally. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's still a good place to live. I mean, it's got a little expensive to live. Still place, I mean, there's still a lot of good, there's still, there's still good support out here. Um, I don't, I just don't understand how people live out there, though. Like, where do you get water? Well, we uh, do a rain dance and with a rain stick and hope for the best. It took a lot of strength for me not to play like a Native American song over that when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My wife's part uh part of Native American, so it's all good. Oh, I didn't know you were fucking dating uh oh what the hell? What did uh what did Trump call that one chick? Sacagawea, what's her who is that? Um <laughs> Elizabeth Warden Warden? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, Warren. yeah. No, she she's German. She's very German and very much so like she's German on her on her mom's half and but she's got Native American on her dad's half. She's actually um uh she actually her uh Oh fuck! What's that circus fucker's name? Uh, Barnum. Oh yeah, is her eighth cousin. No shit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Small world. Small. World, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why this made me think of it, but you familiar with the TV show King of the Hill? Oh fucking love King of the Hill. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. I Damn hate Bobby. I hate Peggy Hill. That John Redcorn. Yes, oh. that <laughs> whole thing with Dale not like figuring it out. Oh, he's he, fucking shit. He's being cucked this whole fucking time. Oh, you think he was just sitting in, like they'd go to the hotel together and he'd sit in the cuck chair and watch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if anything, that's probably what it is. But no, Peggy isn't fucking annoying. I can't. That whole show is like great characters in it. You know, Boomhauer, mm -hmm. Bill Dotree, uh, Dale, but Hank, you know, Bobby, you know. It, I can't Stupid do Peggy Hill. Man. Peggy Hill just, I don't know. It's just the cringe factor to Peggy Hill is just too much. And I can't, I can't handle it sometimes. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, definitely Peggy Hill is my least favorite character. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you guys about the Thin Line Rock Station. You've heard me promote them over the last few podcasts. It is music for first responders by first responders. I love listening to it. And not only do they play a great variety of music, they have the request line. You can request stuff. They also promote police businesses, and they also promote police charity. And a portion of all their proceeds goes back into the police community. So if you're like I, you want some good tunes, great variety, go check them out. Again, that is the Thin Line Rock Station, and I'll have a link in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. Before we get to my very dumb questions, A, I want to apologize to everybody. I was running a little behind tonight. Actually, we were supposed to do this yesterday, but this kind kind man let us wait until uh, the next day. But I'm running behind again today because I'm a piece of shit. But we're here today, but I, I don't have a uh, officer of the podcast rocking and ready to go. So make sure you guys are sending those out. But... I want to ask you about your dildo story. And then I want to ask you if there's anything else we need to talk about. And then if you have any questions of me and then we'll get into the dumb questions. So do you want to tell us about the dildo story? Yes. My very infamous dildo story is my one party trick. And the one thing that will follow me until retirement. Should I get the sexy music going? Oh, uh, where we're going, sexy music will be the least of your concerns. Okay. <laughs> so, so this was my first day. That's right. So it was my first day, second traffic stop of field training. Right? I was fresh, brand new out of the academy. I was wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to take on the world. I'm dead inside, by the way. Anyway, so... First first day, second traffic stop. So I'm with my trainer. My trainer, he is from a lovely, lovely place called Belize. So he has a Caribbean accent. This is kind of important because, again, I've had to explain many, many things to him since then. Because, again, he's not, he's not, um, he's not born in the U.S. He's from Belize. Belize, beautiful country, by the way. So... We're finishing up a traffic stop. We're to go, talking over a few things. You know, he's showing me, you know, the ropes essentially. This is at a the location was at was it near a plumbing facility for plumbing and fixtures and all that. So this jalopy ass looking car rolls by, and we see the car has no license. So he goes, "Hey, hey, hey! Stop right there." You, you gotta have you know license for a car a license plate visible so we walk up there he came to us so he was like morning officers as he's waving and driving slowly so we stop him we go up there we're talking to him and this guy was kind of fidgeting in his seat like kind of doing a side to side motion if you know what I mean yeah yeah so he didn't like that so we you know, ask him to step out of the car. Lo and behold, there's a fucking steak knife that he was sitting on. So, so like, okay, cool. There's a knife. So, so we, he tells me, Hey, pat him down for me, you know, check the 90, you know, check the waistband and all that. 
So I'm checking the waistband, and I I go around to the stomach, and I'm feeling something soft. Nothing like fat or, or anything like that. I felt something soft. And I'm like, hey, man, what, what what's that? He lifts his shirt up. It, he's got a fake – he made a fake pregnancy belly out of used bras and panties in a T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So – So that that so so we're like okay that's interesting so you know there's nothing dangerous there so we you know runs information all that a warrant comes out for his arrest and we're like okay cool well hate to be very bad news but you have a warrant right and prior to so he understood so we were like hey man before you know we you know quickly you know place under arrest and all that. Why are you wearing a fake pregnancy belly? And he said, "Oh, the homeless people bet me a hundred dollars. I wouldn't wear it all day." And I'm, I tell him, I don't think I would bet a hundred bucks. Somebody a hundred bucks to wear that if I was homeless. If I was homeless, I'd use a hundred dollars, you know, to get a hotel to share with my homeless friends, get some homeless drugs or some homeless hookers. That's yeah, I was me. gonna go with homeless drugs would be option A. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so we're like, ah, not a big deal. So my trainer, he's like, all right, now, this is how you do a proper search of a male that you're about to, you know, take into custody. We place him in the custody already. So he's going. It's very important that you go up the legs and you know you go as high as you can to the balls. You have to split the his balls a little bit because, you know, they could be hiding drugs in there. Makes sense. Yeah. So he goes up one leg, nothing. Now let me tell you this: this my trainer. He likes to wear. He likes to, he likes to buy fake Super Bowl rings and wear them. That's just who he is. He's kind of flashy. He's a character of himself. But anyway, so he had this like big old gaudy Super Bowl ring on his hand. So he goes up one leg, nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold up, on, hold on, hold on. This is important to the story. What team? Oh God! It was uh, I don't remember. I think no, I do remember. It was it was the um, fucking page, uh, Patriots. Gross. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up the other leg with his big old ring that just protruding out, and it hits something hard. He has a reaction. He pulls his hand out. And he goes, "Dude, those aren't your balls." And our suspect is like, "No." it's not i'm just standing there like what the fuck is going on like this is my first day i don't know what's going on and so he goes what is that he goes and and the suspect goes it's a toy again this is why i said this is important that he's from belize because he was asking what toy what is a toy like a yo-yo <laughs> yeah like a yo-yo and he was like no i have a toy what toy the suspect goes i have a dildo up my ass and my trainer goes you have a what and the guy is like yes i have a dildo up my ass it's there he looked my trainer looks at me my trainer looks at me he goes do you have gloves on i go yeah and so i glove up i pull his basketball shorts towards me between two nice hairy cheeks is like the base of a black dildo just sitting there oh, right in them. God! 
No, God, please, no, 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 no. Yeah. He looks at me, he goes, well, we got to remove it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I just go in there, grab it, gra grab the fucking base. I gloved up, obviously, you know, I got PPE. Fucking grab the base and yank that fucker out. And he goes, oh. <laughs> and I have in my hands was a 12-inch black veiny-ass looking dildo. Gay. So, so I just, I'm like, I'm thinking, what the fuck do I do with this? And I just toss it in this car, and <laughs> it gets better. Trust me, it gets much better than than from this point. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, this is the trolling. So, so. I pulled the dildo out of his ass. He winced in whatever weird thing he did. We called for a tow truck to uh, tow his vehicle out. And we called for fire because we wanted to make sure he wasn't bleeding out of his ass. <laughs> so, fire shows up. Terrible. They Very look terrible. at him. <laughs> We're like, hey man, there's a dildo up his ass. I pulled it out. And they're like, well, if he's bleeding, just at the jail, just have him give him a tampon to stick up there. He'll be fine. So he was cleared to go. And then the tow truck shows up. And at the time, there's not that many women tow truck drivers were were at the time. There was one showed up. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not feeling too good. I'm going to stand over here from you guys. So she takes her pictures. She goes around the car. There's more women's underwear in that car. He had women's clothing on. Uh, women's clothing in the car. He was wearing granny panties and all that fun jazz. And so she goes up to where I threw the dildo in the car, and she's like, oh, my God, that one's bigger than the one I have at home. <laughs> and I'm like, this this can't be real. This is not happening. So, And then she's like, yeah, mine's my, except mine vibrates in it, and, and it's smaller than that. And I'm like, no. You can't be saying that. Why? Why is this Okay, happening? hold on a second. Would you? Or is she pretty nasty? Oh, hell no. Okay. Oh, hell no. Okay. So, so, so you know, we're, we're taking the guy down to jail, and we asked him the same thing. Hey, man, why have a dildo up your ass? And his first word was like, please don't tell my wife. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Please don't tell my wife. I'm like, dude. Are care. you sure about that? Are you, uh, Are you sure about yeah. that? Yeah, and it made a nice little when I pulled the dildo, it made it, it made a nice little <laughs> it popped. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we asked him the same thing. So why'd you do it? Why why do you have a dildo up your ass? He said the same fucking story. Bunch of homeless people bet me a hundred bucks. I wouldn't wear it all day. You sure about that? That's why? You sure it wasn't? Because <laughs> after the thing that happened to me, no one could look Okay. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and then we took him to jail for his warrant, and that's pretty much that's my first fucking day, second traffic stop. You're about that. Seven Sorry, in the morning. That. That's that's... <laughs> and that has followed me ever since my whole career. People will bring it up every once in a while, and they're like, "Hey, 
if there's a new 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 bot new trooper dispatcher or anything like that, they're like, hey, you should tell about your first day. I'm like, fuck you. That's a good first day. It is a good first day, and they were shocked. I I came back the next day. Yeah. If I had to pull a dildo out of a man's ass on my first day, I might have rethought my career path for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Besides uh, giant black dildos up a man's ass, is there anything else that we need to talk about that I did not ask? I pulled over a a vehicle that had a horrible stripper pole in there. It was a guy driving it. He said, it's his girl who does bachelor parties. I'm like, okay, sure. I'm sure you're stripping. I pulled over a car. I impounded it where there was a bunch of sex toys, porn DVDs, and a a writing machine. Yeah. Hold on. We keep talking about all these things. I feel like I got to get some music going. This would have been more uh, appropriate for the stripper poles, but beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Beggars can't be choosers. I've been hit on by a car of gay men for some reason. Didn't even know until my wife pointed it out. I'm a man's man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just find well, the weirdest shit. I've heard that, you know, only another man truly knows how to love another man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're saying no teeth, no teeth. Okay. <laughs> All right why we're on this this topic and then you can continue on with your your war stories here yeah. i had a conversation with the guy the other day and we were talking i don't know how it came to handies and we we're talking about handies and he's like you know i would almost rather my wife doesn't do that she doesn't know what she's doing just go to the thing i want yeah that makes sense you know what no, i mean makes sense. like i think there's probably some gals out there that know how to how to give it a tug but for the most part i'm sure those gals were 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 men that's how they know okay more war stories yeah i mean i've i've got a few more i mean let's see sex porn sex that just follows me everywhere uh (laughs) i actually pulled up i had my pursuit that i was involved one time it was a good spike. Um, he didn't pull over for me, and I was about. But I called pursuit. My buddy got spiked him. We pulled over to this like hole in the wall Chinese food area. I, I guns drawn. We're like, get out of the car, get out of the car. He goes, no, I can't. I'm crippled. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> we approach the car. Yeah, sure. Shit, gangbangers crippled because he's been shot like nine times. Yeah, the homemade catheter, and he smelled like death. It's amazing. Some of the homies really fucking can handle getting shot well. Yeah, except this guy had a homemade catheter, bed sores, and smelled like death, and and he had warrants after his arrest, but we really couldn't take him in because he had to go to the hospital because you could see the bed sores into his uh, the bed sores ate into his skin, and you could see bone. But that was some of the that was the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life, and I'm like. So you're under a hook. Can you go? <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. But I will say 2020 was a wonderful year for, for like no traffic. I wish. Yeah, I what did you that. guys fucking do? You know, what's weird is, well, it's not weird, but I felt 
in 2020, it was nice commuting to work because there was, you know, nobody was working in the office buildings and shit. So it was easy to get to work. Yeah. But man, the expressway turned into fucking a racetrack. Oh, yeah. I never got back to normal. I was pulling over the same doctors and nurses. I'm like, look, if you don't fucking stop speeding, I'm going to fucking write your ass. I don't care. Like, I get it. But at the same time, no, we had a, 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 um it was a ghost town it was nice i mean i just you know stood there netflix and chilled caught up some some shows reports didn't really do much but i was the summer of love was what kept me occupied the most how so you guys had some uh, we had we had a lot we well obviously you know floyd george george floyd we had riots um, the patron saint of fentanyl. The patron saint of fentanyl, Mr. Floyd. You know, boxing legend George Floyd Weatherfield. Yes, very close. Yes, very close. We had riots at the state capitol. We had riots where I was working. I remember that day very well. I worked a straight 24-hour shift. I oh, was shit. tired. Oh, yeah. So because I you guys up- were there in Minneapolis. Yes, because I was there twenty in hours away. Yeah, I told, I told, I told him, "Hey, you should kneel on his neck, see what happens." You know, I no, I was anyway. So I woke up, you know, woke up, went to work at five a.m. Was doing my normal thing. We were getting, you know, information that there's a possible riot of this incident happening. All of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, go get your gear. Go get a go bag. Some change of clothing. We don't know what's happening." And then we all drove up to the state capitol. And as we were preparing, there's people rioting. All of a sudden, we're like, hey, just kidding. You guys have to come back to your, to your, to the other town that you guys drove from because it's getting out of hand with riots down here. So we drove a convoy of like seven police cars at 100 plus lights and sirens on the interstate. And I didn't get home. So, I, like I said, I, I woke up at 4 a.m. that day. I didn't get home till like 5.30 the next day. Nice. I did make good money over time, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there's uh, there's some people that made a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. I, I sure did. I mean, some I know some people that were staying two weeks straight up in, in, in Phoenix for the riots, and they made pretty good money because they had to house them somewhere. But yeah, I mean, it was a good time. Summer of love, 2020. Do you guys get a lot of trading on crowd control, though? That doesn't seem like that'd really be your forte. Uh, we do, actually. Yeah, we get a lot of crowd control training. Um, I went to Aniston, Alabama for uh, their FEMA crowd control training class. So you're pretty much an expert. Mm, not not like the French. Not like the French. They, that's, that's an art. I almost got shot in France. That's a story. You almost got shot in France by a cop. Yeah, no shit. Were you at those peaceful protests? No, no, no. I wasn't. (laughs) So again, so my wife and I like to travel. Um, You guys don't have kids, do you? No, uh, we're we're dinks. Dual income, no kids. You're fucking smart. Go on. (laughs) So at the time, wife was girlfriend. So her and I went to Europe for like two weeks. We basically backpacked through Europe. We go to, we went to London then we went to Paris and Paris 
I was like, yeah, bring some patches, I'll trade along and all that fucking fun stuff. And so I see, you know, French CRS, French military, uh, French police there. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, trade patches. So I'm, again, I'm brown. I'm Mexican. I'm very brown. I'm short. My wife's taller than I am. And so I dig through my backpack looking for a patch. And I can see this French cop just eyeing me, kind of like reaching for his holster. And my wife pulls me aside like, what are you doing? I'm like, getting a patch out. No! Get your patch out before you approach him. Yeah, so, that, I, I mean that's kind of on you, but if I was on the yeah, street, no, that's that's and some guy's all, that's fucking reaching in his pocket. I'm like, oh fuck. No, that that's all on me. That's I will freely admit that was all on me. You know, you have like a French, uh, you have like a brown brown guy coming at you with a backpack. You're thinking Allah Akbar and all that shit. Oh shit. So uh, and so, we no, oui, he's going to shoot to me. Yeah, exactly. So I my weapon. I pull me aside. I grab the patch out and I just went up there and I'm like, I want to trade. And I, and he's looking at me and I don't know what happened. I started speaking Spanish towards him, not English, Spanish. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I'm like, I want to trade. And he goes, Oh, he finally understood. He was chain smoking with his buddy. So he goes, to his buddy ripped his patch off his, his, uh, uh chest and we trade. I mean, it still smells like cigarettes and baguettes. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I almost man. brown kid almost brown guy almost got almost got shot by French police. You know, why do you I'm gotta thinking, make it into race? Why do you have to make this racial? Because I'm brown. You race baiter. I am. <laughs> okay. okay, Jesse Jackson. We've come yeah. to the part of the podcast where you may ask me a question if you have one. Do you got anything for me? Why aren't you on a hockey team? Like a pro hockey team? Because I'm not that good. I mean like an amateur hockey league. Because hockey I'm team. not that good. There's no fucking fair, hockey. Fair There's no hockey. Here's the thing. If I could uh, play rec again, I would. The, mm. the the big cities are a little too far where where I can't. I can't justify driving several hours to go play. It's curling popular where you're at. There's not a whole lot of hockey here, unfortunately. You know what sucks is there's not a whole lot of adult sports because I'd fucking play. Yeah, I'd play basketball or uh, softball, but it's not not really a thing here. What about curling? I love curling. What? Yeah, Winter Olympics, fucking love... sport ever. No, it's not. It's like the most Mexican sport if you ever think about it, because you have to use a fucking broom to clean the ice. And what do Mexicans <laughs> do? Fucking clean. I all right. I want to see the Mexican team win that next year. Why don't though... we have a? I don't think Mexico has a curling team, and they should because they'd they be too good. Have a, uh, by the way, he made that joke, not me. Um, I think I don't know. Do you guys even have winter sports? It doesn't even. I mean. I don't know. Do you guys have a winter in Mexico? I don't know. It's it's full of dr- cartels and fucking fucking uh uh cell cell service monopolies. Dude, I like people are like, oh, you should go to uh I don't know where where are the places with the resorts. Uh, Cancun. I'm not going to Cancun. I'm not going to Yeah, just not going to go. It's not worth it, man. I mean, I've I've had family members killed from the cartel. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not gonna go. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Here, let's go down a fucking weird rabbit hole before we all right, go. Let's do it. Bef- before we go to your, your my your, dumb questions here. Your dumb questions. Yep. 
Very dumb questions. Uh, I want to know why. Okay, so I get Mexico is a sovereign country, but that hasn't really stopped the United States before. And we're having kind of an issue. And, you know, some, it seems like some of the population wants to come here. Yeah. Why don't we just annex Mexico and make it some more states? And then we can kind of go in there and eat some of the cartels. Sounds you know, like a great idea, I, right? It sounds like a great idea. Honestly, what Mexico should be doing is what... Oh, God, what's that country called? Oh, I gotta look it up real quickly. There's a country, and their president is like... I don't know if you've heard about it, but he's basically had forced all the gang members like ms-13 is was that's where they're from mm. oh um they're salvador. el salvador, salvador yeah yeah so the their president has basically hijacked everything and has forced these gang members in prison to destroy their own fucking tombstones of former gang members and has rounded all the gang members into like the super super prison and they've their crime rate ha- crime rate has gone down how come mexico doesn't do that well i feel like it's probably very corrupt from the top down oh oh yeah it's very corrupt i mean when i was a little when i was a kid we used to go to mexico all the time i remember you know police stopping us and asking for bribes it's it's normal but they don't carry Not... guns really mm-hmm. that's yeah, it's – we complain about how things are here, and obviously they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, at least we don't live in fucking Mexico. Fuck. Oh, yeah. No, I have family members. Like, trust me, when I used to go to Mexico, I'd go to the poor places of Mexico. Like, if I wanted to take a shower with hot, with warm water, you had to, you would have to fill up your own bucket of water and heat it up just to have hot, warm water. And and you would take a fucking cup, scoop that shit up, and pour it on yourself. Yeah, I've. It's not good. It's not good. And things are great here. It's okay. Yeah, We're doing things fine. are great here. You know, I've I've We're doing some fine. of my cousins' house are literally made out of cardboard and being held on by hopes and dreams. But that's why America should go save those people. And that's why America is the greatest country in the world. Hold on a second. You know what we have to do. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. I need to add eagles and fireworks to that too. Damn right. I don't think anybody else really listens to that song except on the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. Or this yeah, podcast. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Are you ready for my dumb shit fucking questions? Let's do it. Okay, here's a brand new question that you might not even heard. Well, you haven't heard yet. What do you think about weed? Do you think it should be legal? I don't know what the status is in Arizona. Is it legal in Arizona? It is legal recreationalized. Okay, so you're one of the states where it's already been passed recreationally. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Are you good with that? Do you think it should be legalized? And do you think cops should be able to use marijuana on their off time? I mean, I'm okay with weed. You do you. I don't care what you do. You can, you know, smoke it, eat it, drink it, whatever. I have no issues, no qualms with it. It's just don't fucking drive drive high with it. Um, Same thing with alcohol. It's. I was really hoping for a bong rip. 
Well, it's the Taco Bell bong. That's not even the right one. Hey, Cheech and Chong up in smoke. Bong! Oh, there's Jay and Silent Bob there. <laughs> so I have no issues with, with weed. I think it should have been legalized a long time ago because people are going to do it no matter what. Like, what? Like just because the law says you can't do it doesn't mean you should. It's not going to stop people. Just be smart with it, you know? Especially when you, especially if you toke up and smoke before going to work, it's in your system for a while, and it does affect your 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 body. I've I've my last DUI investigation was a weed investigation, and I'm like, yeah, I know you're on some. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? <laughs> that was no, on accident. No, I don't I even know. That's, that. a, that's a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> but. For for cops, I I don't know. I mean, my department's like don't use marijuana. Period. And sorry, but I've never had the urge to try weed. I'm good. I don't care. But should cops use it? Maybe in a CBD aspect because you know our backs are trash and so are our knees. But that's just me. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I've never really talked mean? about what I think on it. I I think it should be legal nationwide. Yeah, it's not perfect. You know, it should be I don't know. Alcohol is is legal. It's weed. It's fucking weed. Right. It's fucking but, weed. And I I'm kind of on the train with you like, you know, if a cop does a fucking gummy on their days off, who fucking gives a shit? Yeah, who who gives a shit? Let them live their life. It, we 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 go through enough trauma as it is as a profession that we like usually on my days off I'm fucking playing video games. I mean, I'll do stuff, but I'll play video games and relax. Yeah, and I don't know. I've seen some comments lately on some memes that I've done. They're individuals. One of them was a male and the other two? Well, Hold on a second. We gotta play this bad boy. We all know this one. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male and the other two? Well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. I'm not going to lie. I fucking love <laughs> that song. Uh, funny enough, funny enough, I, I smoke hookah. So I, it's a, it's a Wow. I know. I thought about hookah. smoking while I was talking to you. Yeah, fucking hookah. hookah. It's my vice. I didn't yeah. know anybody fucking did that shit. That shit was like, I don't know if it's still a thing, but when I was, I don't know, probably 20, there was like hookah bars all over the place. We, you uh-huh. go to the fucking hookah bar and smoke hookah. It was a fucking thing. I, a, I didn't, I I didn't know setup. that still existed. <laughs> no, I didn't know I it still own, happened. Yeah, it still happens. I have my own set. The wife and I, if we want to relax, we'll just, you know, pack a bowl of, of some good premium shisha. We'll have a couple of drinks. Smoke some hookah, drink a couple couple alcohol beer, alcoholic beverages, have a good time. Hookah oh, made yeah. me feel like shit. If I remember right, I didn't like hookah. Well, I mean, when I was in college, I would go to this cafe, hookah cafe, and study there and and smoke hookah and have coffee drinks. Um, so it's it's kind of followed me into my later career. I mean, it helps. It it, it feels good. Feel, I, I like the the smoke. I mean, it's uh, if oh. I can't do weed, then I'll do hookah. But you just said you didn't have the urge to do weed. No, I don't. I don't want to do it. it. It's it smells horrible. I hate the smell. 
wow that i gotta like when i'm done recording this i'm gonna have to wake up my wife and be like who the fuck did we used to go to hookah with because i'm pretty sure it was her <laughs> with her when we were like first dating so this was a long yeah. time ago holy yeah. fuck yeah that takes me yep. fucking back hookah holy shit like the yeah, one guy i, I just still does that shit i just bought like a 80 dollar set i mean i like to i like to buy my uh my 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 hardware and uh, you know have a good time yeah, I we'll see what happens with the weed thing. I I think it's one of those things. It's a a slow burn, no pun intended. Yeah, it <laughs> actually, is all slow the burn. pun intended, <laughs> all the puns intended. Because uh, I don't know, nobody wants to just fucking deal with it, which it's going to present some problems. I oh think, yeah, I mean, we, we... but 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 in Arizona, experience it. Colorado, experience it. It's I mean, it's a mm-hmm. problem, but it's not. I you're going to have I more know... people driving high. That's going to be a problem oh, all sure. the time. Oh yeah, I know Colorado. Had, was working on like a green lab, you know, how they wet labs with our, but with we, weed green labs. I know they're trying to bring something over for us for training to see the effects of marijuana so on people. I don't want to hammer this topic too much because I know I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in the future. We talked about it the last episode, but you being a trooper, it's probably worthy of asking. I think. SFSTs are fucking stupid and they're dangerous. When I say dangerous, you're just spending more time on the side of the road. I think we should go to a system that is more reliant on PBT use. What do you think well, about that? Yes and no. I mean, I like my FS- FSTs. I like doing them. I like, especially the ones where you have to, you have to, where they're focusing on two different things, especially with weed. Cause you can see their fucking eyelids tremble up and down. And all that you can, uh, you can. Um, I believe the alcohol part we should switch to more like you know a PBT, like an actual factual PBT, because a PBT here is I can't use in court. I have to do the FSTs. We have, and then after that, you know, we PBT them just to see where they're at. Um, then we take them down to the machine. Um, I agree. I agree with with your with the with the French with the French police guest. We should just. Take them down to the station, blow in the machine, call it good. That would solve a lot of issues. But again, you know, we all know how this works. Everyone, the DUI system is built on money. So, but I know where a few of the guys I work with have basic, I can't, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this name. It's like Suboxone or something like that. It's like a drug PBT. And they just switch around the mouth. They can tell you what kind of drugs they're on, like weed, cocaine, whatever. I think we should go more towards that that type of system in the future. I mean, I like I said, when I do DUI investigations, I'm like, hey, let's move off the fucking highway because it's fucking dangerous. Let's go into a parking lot instead. But I feel like if we move towards more like a reliable system where we don't have to do tests and all that, it could be a lot more safe. Thank you for... Uh... You'll see why. You help me out. All right. Plus, I'm also a phlebotomist, so I like to draw blood from people. I'm just a vampire. Nerd. Guilty. Would you do it again? Would you become a cop or would you do something else? Honestly, I would be, be I would do it again. I've where do I get to have what job do I get to have fun? Where I get to drive fast, where I get to look cool. And you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I like I said, I have a degree in accounting, and 
And I've had, you know, a couple of my squad mates come up and tell me like, hey, man, how come you're doing this? And instead of being an accountant, you can be rich. I'm like, yeah, but I would be miserable. I'd rather have fun here. Be rich? I mean, how much fucking money do accountants really make? Uh, it depends on what you're doing because uh, we have a couple family friends. They have a couple homes here and there. Um, it depends on how good you are. But at the same time, it's like, eh, I don't want to be behind the desk my whole life. I'd rather work the road and be uh, the best road trooper I can be. Have you ever given any thought to being a real cop? Mm, I did, and then I realized I don't want to deal with barking dog calls. <laughs> well played. What are you going to do when you retire? Same thing I've been doing, traveling. Good fucking man. Like I Rookie said, I mistake. Mean... No, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off. Didn't, didn't mean no, to cut you good. off. You're good. No, I, I, the wife and I like to travel. We're... we're that's our thing. We love to travel. We love to be immerse ourselves in new cultures. So when we both retire, we're probably going to do the same thing. Even if we have kids down the road or not, we're still going to travel. Uh, no, you're not. You're not. No, like if you have kids, you're not going to travel. <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> you sure about don't that? Be a, don't be such a Debbie Downer. Are you sure about that? <laughs> What is the dumbest thing you ever did as a rookie? Oh God! All right, yeah, here it is. I uh, when I had my when I was first issued my my crown dick. Wait a second, the, did you? Well, hold 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 on hold on. Did you say? Yes, I what? did. Crown Victoria. P seventy one. Hell yeah, brother! Hell yeah! Now, when I was first issued my crown vic. So the way it works, so our lighting system, it, it gives an audible beep on our newer cars. And it's all LED and all that jazz. My Crown Vic had the uh, spinning motor lights. <laughs> you know, that picture I sent you, that was my first car of me. Next to my, like, yeah. So it doesn't give you an audible beep. So I finished up a traffic stop. I forgot to flip the lights off. So I'm just driving around on a highway and my lights are on. And I didn't even know it. I drove for 10 miles before somebody honked at me and points up in the sky. And I'm like, yeah, thumbs up. And I realized, oh, fuck, my lights are off. So I switched them off and I felt really embarrassed. Dude, that is day shift. That's day shift's biggest problem. I did that shit all the time on day shift. All the yeah, fucking the, time. The, the, the thing is, I've been on day shift my entire career. I mean, I did training at night. But I've been day shift my whole career. It happens. It does it happen. I've, I'm like, damn, my lights are on. That's embarrassing. And I was wondering, like, why are people moving out of my way? That's so nice of them. What is your best dead guy story? So other than the guy with the brain matter that was splattered across the, the state routes, my best day guy, dead guy story was it was actually pretty recent. I'd say last year, um, we were. I was just sitting at, I was sitting at our, our one of our stations, and we get like a like a call for service. It's like we our workers are you know ADOT crew, the DOT crew that goes out there and do, does like guardrail repair and all that. They're like, 
they said we pretty sure they found a dead body and i'm like what all right so i go out there and as soon as i step out of my car i could smell the fucker like yeah that that dead body smell and i talked to him like hey what what happened how do you know he's dead he goes oh yeah so there's a 30 foot um fucking drop and that's where the body was at. So yeah, they were doing guardrail work early in the morning, and they were picking up their cones. And as they're picking up their cones, I see they see a dead body. So I hike down thirty feet, and lo and behold, there's a bloated ass dead guy there. Now, what makes my favorite dead guy story was my sergeant shows up. Like I said, I'm a short guy. I'm like five six on a good day. My sergeant's like six five at the time. So he shows up. We're there, and this, and it, it and it it just rained. We have my, it just rained. It's humid. It smells horrible. So he was like, "Hey, we have to lift the shirt up to see if there's any tattoos." And I'm like, "We have to do what now?" I said, "We? No, no, no. You." <laughs> I like said, a job for the coroner. Well, the coroner was taking a sweet ass time. So, well, the thing is, we so so he's in front of me with a stick. I'm behind him because this fucker's bloated, and we're trying to lift the shirt up, and all the fucking maggots move and move everywhere. And like, no, no, this body's gonna explode, and I'm gonna be covered in dead dead guys. So that's why I'm hiding behind my sergeant. So determined, there's no. And the, uh, you no know, tattoos, nothing that would you know make them uh, easy to identify. The coroner gets arrives, and we have to figure out how to get this dead body from the bottom of a small ravine to the top of the uh, shoulder. So we move the body onto a uh, like a stretcher, and we use one of our patrol cars and rope, and basically Jerry rig him up the hill, but the rope failed, so he goes back down. <laughs> yeah sorry it's not that funny but it is no it, it was it was hilarious because like we had to go back down there hook him back up again and then drive up on the shoulder just to pulley him up there and load him on the car i mean that was my favorite dead guy story that shit was hilarious that was horrible do you know what ended up having or did you do you know what ended up happening with that? Was it a homicide, a suicide? Anything? No, we. What happened was I. Um, it was a car that broke down, and the guy was trying to hike somewhere, and he just got washed up in in a in a, in a storm because oh, okay. he was in the wash. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he was reported missing, so at least we were able to get some closure on that. That's a bad time. Yeah. Sorry, I laughed at you falling down the hill, dead guy. But it was a little funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, of course that would happen. Up next in our series of dumb questions, what is the proudest moment of your career? Uh, anytime I get to vol, I anytime I get to do any outreach program with the kids. I mean, I I used to work with kids at my old job. Um, I love my anything proud I get to do is like, you know, do shop with a cop breakfast with Santa because, you know, some of these kids 
come to us from suggestions from teachers like you know family life isn't the best at home uh, they don't have much um you know like parents don't make enough to make ends meet so anytime i get to you know do shop with a cop or breakfast with santa and you know take that time away from them to just to at least distract them show them hey we're not all assholes and all that be a positive influence on them and and get get them some clothing like you know something to for like the summer winter whatever like i've seen kids come in with like shoes that are down to the end of the tread and get new shoes get new underwear clothing whatever and make sure that you know they they have a good time and and never like kind of like build a core memory like oh my god the cop was great hopefully be a positive influence and that goes on later in life for them what is something you wish they would have taught you in the academy that you learned out on the road oh god uh <laughs> fucking shave your head <laughs> god I'm, I'm just like of course no um honestly be i wish the i wish there's so many things they can taught me obviously team working and all that but the one thing I would have told myself is like, like don't, don't fucking get your feelings hurt because it's all a game in the end. Obviously, when we got smoked, I kind of took it a little harder than usual because, like, what the fuck? I thought we were supposed to be a team, but these idiots are causing us to be in like front lean arrest. Like, no, don't take it all serious. Like, it's all reindeer games in the academy. I wish I told myself, dude, that. you could do that. I don't want to give away do... too many trade secrets, but you're going to get fucking smoked. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. You could be the best class on earth. You're going to get smoked. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you could probably limit the beatings by being pretty good, but not much. Yeah, no, I, yeah, just, I wish I told myself, don't take it all serious. Don't take it to heart. It's just a game. Do you yeah. have any ghost or alien stories to share? Uh, aliens. I mean, I run into them all the time. They're coming from. Hey oh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about extraterrestrial. Uh, you, you were waiting what? for like two hours to tell that joke, weren't you? You had that uh, pre-planned. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth on that one. Fifth. One, two, three, four. Fifth. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else gets that reference, but you got that reference. I did. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any ghost or. Or alien stories, but I did have one when I was a kid. Let's hear it. We were heading to El Paso, and I don't know what it was. I had I had a horrible ear infection, and I also had food poisoning for Burger King. I will never eat there again. You've never um, eaten at Burger King again? No, no. I'm more of a McDonald's fan. I like the fries better. Uh, you got to give BK Lounge like another shot if that's really the last time you went there. You gotta give him yeah. a shot. I, I, by the way, by the way, where did you say you were going? What town? El Paso. Sorry, I just love the no. song. It's a good song. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso. I... Okay, go on. So we were heading to El Paso. I wasn't feeling good, and it was it was. At, it was like 12 a.m. at night. My my parents at the time were driving, and I look up at the window. We stopped at a rest stop, and I just see lights. 
like where the rest up is at is desert out there, but I see lights. I saw things hovering. Again, it could have been like a fever dream. I saw little little men walking around and just like UFOs just staking for something. And I look back and they're all gone. I was I've been trying to figure out what you? that was. I was like twelve. You know, it's weird when you're that age and you see some stuff. Mm-hmm. I was also in Texas when I was a little younger, and we were coming back from San Antonio, which uh, I could play George Strait, but I'm not going to take time to do that right now. Coming up from San Antonio, and I just have this memory in my head. I don't think this actually happened, but I have this memory in my head. Everybody else is sleeping in the car. My dad's driving the minivan, mm-hmm. and there's... Tw- fucking tornadoes on either side of the car like far enough away where i wasn't super worried about it but i know that didn't happen i know that didn't fucking happen but in my mind i remember that these twin tornadoes on either side of the car as we're driving were through they fucking the, were they fucking the tornado yeah, twin tornadoes <laughs> is that some kind of sex move i don't know about no 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 that yeah it's where you take the girl and you spin her oh oh is that like anyway. an advanced like Eiffel Tower type situation? You're like you spin her so. like a pig roast or know. something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I had to interrupt. I apologize. No, it's okay. But yeah, I just I have that weird memory. Maybe it's something about that part of Texas. I don't know. I, I feel like it was a fever dream for me. Honestly, I just feel like it was a fever dream. I mean, it's it's very vivid, but I just that's what I remember. I just freaked out and i looked over and all that shit was gone weird good sir we know you had a crown vic do you consider that to be the best patrol car of all time damn right best fucking car so let's lean into that a little bit because being a trooper you need to go fast what Mm -hmm. can can you talk about what you're driving now i drive a dodge charger 5.7 5.7 liter Hemi V8 all-wheel drive. So that sounds like a pretty sweet car, but you go back to the Crown Vic and say that's better, which I think is the correct choice. Oh, it's a hundred times better. The suspension was soft. It was like I'm driving a fucking couch. When I got it first issued, it had, it had 157,000 miles on it, highway miles. What a fucking beaut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never gave me any issues um, other than the lights. You know, I, every once in a while, I, had, I would have to hit the headliner to get the light to get the chain working on my on the lights but other than that it was simple bare bones i had satellite radio in it held all my gear and a couple a couple and and things on there you know what Uh, that's the thing we haven't talked about with the vix the trunk and the vic holy fuck you could hide some hookers in there Oh my god, yeah. I had room for days in the trunk of that Vic. I don't I barely have any room in the charger. I I wish I wish I wish I still had a crown Vic. I mean, we just retired our last crown Vic not too long ago. And uh that's that 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 car was something else. Like nothing like hearing the uh the engine accelerating of the crown vic over the radio Ooh, it's like a fucking rocket ship it's the best that'll oh, be yeah. missed oh yeah it'll be missed 
We've R. come R. to the most important part of the podcast. Based on our earlier conversation on street tacos and Mexican food. Yep. Everybody wants to know if you shit your pants. Man, I'm lactose intolerant. What do you think? Welcome to the fucking team, brother. I I have definitely shit my pants. Boy, I tell you what. Not I'm on duty. I... What them boys been whacking in my tool shed? I, I How... have come fucking close while working, but I have definitely shit my pants off duty. Dude, that's fucking cruel. You're Hispanic. Obviously, yeah. you guys use a lot of dairy. Oh, yeah. And you're fucking lactose intolerant. That's the colonizer mm-hmm. in you. That that is the colonizer in me. Uh that is my uh uh punishment. You got a good poop in your pants story? Oh my god, yeah. I was like <laughs> so uh, I was I was working at I used to work at Target and we work at night. Now I had the greatest idea. I'm like, oh I want you know this this might make me sound like a fucking um psychopath but i love a good glass of milk just by itself some nothing people do. yeah some people yeah, yeah. some people do so, yeah i get it so i worked so i was working target nights um unloading the truck and all that that was a fun job i do miss that job you know people left you alone anyway so i so i chugged some milk and i'm putting shit away <laughs> shit away anyway so i am feeling something in my stomach i'm like oh oh no it's not good so we're getting towards the end of the shift where the store is starting to open and I can't hold it anymore. So I bum rush it to the employee bathroom and they were already cleaning the public bathrooms, but the employee bathroom was locked. Somebody was in there and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I'm not going to make it. So I'm trying to jiggle the door and someone said occupied. I'm like, I'm like, no, please, no, this is not happening. And I just, and never trust a fart. So I, so I thought if I fart, it'll relieve pressure. It did, and I shit myself. Yeah. And you guys wore khakis too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So, Ooh. luckily, yeah, I had to uh, text one of my empl- one of my friends who's working with me, like, "Hey, can you buy me some khakis? I'll pay you back <laughs> and some underwear, please." And I just balled it all up, threw it in the garbage. I'm like, "Eh, I'll clean it up later. That's what I get paid to do for." <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I have had a few uh, close incidences while on duty, but for me, I have the I only live like seven minutes away from where I work. So as long as I'm on the highway, I'm at work. And I've had a few close calls where I just gun at home, do what I need to do, and then go back to work. You know, I've wondered about that for the troopers. Cause you know, especially in really rural areas, I, I mean I know mm-hmm. stretches a highway, they don't have yeah. bathrooms. They just don't. I mean, so, I've like, I've taken a piss in in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's a, but take like taking a sh- like I think that's the world's your toilet, you know. But yeah. taking a shit is just a little different, you know. And I know there, I know there's some outside poopers. I'm I am I not an outside pooper. I'm not an I'm, outside pooper mm-hmm. either. No, nope, uh, I will. I, I will hold that in. I restrict myself to a non dairy diet if I can. But, I mean, where I work, it's it's got a little bit of metro. It's got a little bit of rural. So I know where the toilets are. I, I know the good spots where I need to go if I really need to go. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a there's a stretch of uh, 
I I don't know if it, I don't know if it's seventy or I fifteen in Utah. I, I want to say it's I fifteen in Utah. It says there's no gas or stops for a hundred miles. Every time I drive, and I haven't driven through there a lot, but three or four times I've driven through there, I'm like, holy fuck, I can't shit for a hundred miles, and it, I like stress myself out. You know, I'm not <laughs> worried about the car fast. breaking down. <laughs> I'm just worried about shitting my pants. Yeah, that's yeah. the time I'm gonna have to shit. Which there's some oh, guardrails I might be able to shit off of, but I could topple down those and be the butt of a joke on a shitty podcast someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, I mean, I I know the good spots where if I really need to go, I'll go there. Other than that, the world's my toilet. Well, buddy, buddy, we've come to the conclusion of the podcast. Everyone wants to know: Do you have any words of wisdom for the millions and billions of listeners out there? I do, I do. Just you know, kick ass, take names, and be nice to each other. We're all in this together in the end. I second that. Be nice to each other. Stop being fucking dicks. Yeah. Well, you guys know what to do. If you would like to continue to see this podcast going, as I say this, I know you guys have you guys have more than taken care of me, so I appreciate that. But spread the word. Continue to do the awesome things you're doing. Support the sponsors. If you know somebody that should be a sponsor, hit them up. I had somebody suggest uh, like if Ahsoka had an OnlyFans page that I could be a sponsor. I completely agree. And also, you know, buying the merch, the ghost patch, all that good stuff. We're working on some fucking fantastic shit right now. But of course, take care of yourselves. Spay and neuter your pets and make sure you're taking care of those officers on your department that need it. You know, there's always a hack going around. There's always a GoFundMe. Make sure we're taking care of each other. With that said, remember, stop being assholes to each other. And I love most of you. Bye-bye. God, I got to have something else better. I can do better than that. What did we talk about? We talked about... uh Oh, it was almost Bob Barker-esque. I know, it was a little too Bob Barker-esque. He's still alive. But that's amazing, by the way. That is amazing, that, that he's still alive. With that said, remember, if you're calling out sick from work, you can still watch Prices Right. It's not with Bob Barker, but it's still pretty good. That was also shitty, and I love yeah. most of you. Bye-bye.